I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Hey guys, in today's show, we talk about hot tips for your daily energy. But these components are only going to be highly effective if they sit on top a platform of health. But the question is, how do you establish a really robust, strong platform of health? Well, the answer is to get specific. I like my athletes to leverage the insights that we gain from Inside Tracker. We assess biometrics, we receive an actionable blueprint and recommendations from the team of experts and scientists at Inside Tracker, and then we track the results over multiple assessments throughout the course of the year. It removes all of the guesswork and it helps you get specific to enable your platform of performance. Whether you're a mom, an executive, or of course an athlete, you don't need to be trained by a purple patch to benefit. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purple patch. That's insidetracker.com slash purple patch. And you can get 20% off everything at the store. Just simply use this code purple patch pro 20. That's purple patch pro 20, 20% off everything at the store. Now, grab your coffee or your mint tea, depends on what time in the day it is, and enjoy the show. I hope it helps you find your energy. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And today, well, I'm feeling a little bit sprightly. Why? Well, today's show is an energizer. Lately, I've been receiving a lot of questions around energy management, specifically energy management throughout the day, including questions on the best path to give yourself the best shot of showing up, whatever your game might be, with predictable and stable energy. And so I thought, you know what, rather than just fielding all of these questions individually, there must be a pattern here. It must be something that's worth exploring. So I thought we would build a show focusing on daily energy. After all, this is a show about performance, and so it's a great opportunity. I thought, why don't we just break apart a day in the life? So that's what we're going to call this episode, a day in the life episode. In other words, how can I deliver to you some actionable tips that you can implement into every day so that you ultimately get improved energy levels, increase your cognitive function, and give yourself the very best platform possible to kick off your training or major projects or showing up to your kids and family. There is going to be no woo-woo today. That's not what we're here for. I'm not going to persuade you to head out and purchase a bunch of gadgets or pump yourself full of supplements. These are very simple, actionable tips, kind of a light and breezy way to energize your already good habits and basics. Now, before we get going, we've got some news to tell you. And before we get cracking, why don't we do Matt's Newsings? Yes, Matt's Newsings, and it's all about free education today. Yes, an opportunity to spend some quality time with me, particularly if you happen to be a triathlete or a triathlete that is training for an Ironman or an Ironman 70.3. This spring, we are hosting a series of free webinars. In fact, there are three of them, and I am going to chair or panel them all. If you are chasing 70.3 or Ironman performance this year, these are completely free. 
webinars and they are not to be missed. We are going to be focusing around three major types of courses. We thought this would be really helpful. The first one is all around what we're labeling hilly and hard courses. So think about Ironman Lake Placid, Ironman Montreblanc, those types of courses that include a little bit of terrain, something that's a little bit, well, uppish, you might say. And then we're going to do a uh, webinar on a fast and flat type of course. So, of course, that's your Ironman Florida's, the Ironman Maryland's, Arizona, we might sneak in there, kind of a hybrid, but I think it, it falls under that bucket a little bit. And then finally, we're going to discuss how to conquer race distances when it is hot and humid. And so I think that you should be able to find your type of course that you're training for and hopefully getting a lot of useful information. Now, to register, there is no fee or charge, but you must register. They are completely free, and they include each one of the webinars includes a blueprint of recommendations and associated notes that you get. The first one is at 5 p.m. Pacific on May the 17th. That's a Wednesday, and we're going to kick it off with a focus on hilly and hard. So, in other words, some tougher courses so far as terrain. Details are in the show notes and feel free, of course, to invite your friends. This isn't just for pod listeners or certainly not just for Purple Patch athletes. We want to make sure that you all thrive and your friends even have a good time while you're doing these distances as well. You can attend live or, of course, you can watch the replay for registered guests. We will send you both the blueprint and the replay following the live show. And, of course, those that get to attend live, well, you get to ask me your questions that you might have. There's going to be a thorough Q&A session. And so send it across. We'd really uh, be thankful if you can share it with your friends or anyone that you think might benefit. And it should be fun. That is the Matt's Newsings for today. And with that, Barry, I just feel like it's time to hear you sing and play that ukulele. It is a goodie today. Let's do Word of the Week. We like the way he thinks, serious with a wink. Let's open the book, it's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. Yes, it is the Word of the Week, and this week, well, it should probably be a phrase of the week, but here it is anyway. We are going to label this the journey to become. That's our, quote, word of the week, the journey to become. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes I read something unrelated to sports coaching directly that almost encapsulates everything that I try and instill in all of my coached athletes. And this week, I was reading something that was really pretty close to home for me as a father of a 10-year-old lad who's really athletic and ultimately in that phase of his life where he's starting to really accelerate into his sports journey. And it came from a book that is titled Parenting Champions by Larry Basham. And in the book, Larry asks a question, the primary question as he's kicking off. He says, concerning your kids, I just have one question for you. What is more important to you? what your children accomplish or who they become. Now, if you're listening as a parent, I invite you to pause and reflect. And I think, I hope I know what the answer to that question is. But if you listen to this as an athlete, well, I think that this simple question leads you to the most important why, as we like to call it, the purpose for many time-starved athletes that are taking on large commitments and goals. It is absolutely super to chase outcomes and goals. It delivers a whole bunch of pride and satisfaction. But it is the journey 
towards those goals and outcomes, those big events that we put on the calendar, the journey that is the piece that truly delivers the real rewards. And this is why we have a key purple patch saying, embrace the journey. And so it is from this journey that your daily routine, your commitment fosters growth and rewards across life. And by the way, it makes you faster at the same time. And so as a part of the word of the week this week, I encourage you to keep it in mind as you sit and watch your kids baseball or soccer game, how you frame your discussions on the car ride home, because ultimately this chapter, this journey, this whole thing isn't just about home runs and victories. It's about the results that we look for and who we seek to become. That is our word of the week, the journey to become. Okay, Barry, let's do this together. It is time for the meat and potatoes. Yes, Barry, it's the meat and potatoes. And as I was about to say, my friend, it is what is on the inside that counts. And I think that you are a prime example, Barry. You are sweaty, rather hairy, some might say less groomed, but you, my friend, Barry, you are the rock that helps me accelerate this show and you are a performance machine. But how do you, I'm sure the listeners in the audience want to know, how do you always show up with such stability, such energy? You're always here. Well, why don't we reveal some of your tips and maybe as a side and a little bit of parallel, some of the tips that I have learned as a performance expert and a coach and reveal it all to our audience. The goal today is rather simple. It's a nice, fun show. And what I hope to deliver is a series of actionable tips for the audience to apply in life that will promote your improved cognitive function and ultimately stable energy levels throughout the day. And so what I thought we would do is we would begin, remember what we talked about at the top of the show, a day in the life. We're going to begin in the morning, then we're going to head to lunchtime, then we're going to head to bedtime, and of course dinner just before that. And I'm going to aim to keep things as simple and as actionable as possible. Before we get going with the tips, I think it's important to add a disclaimer to this. Everything that I discuss is a supplement today. Not a supplement that you're putting in your body that you get charged too much money for, but it is supplemental to the basics. So what do I mean by this? Well, if your training program includes way too many hours relative to what you can positively adapt to within context of your life, or if that training program just has way too much intensity, then everything I discuss today becomes mute. And equally, if you consistently fail to achieve enough sleep in terms of quality and quantity, and then everything I discuss today becomes mute. And if you consistently over or under eat with terrible food choices, and then everything I discuss today becomes mute. We have discussed the basics on this show a lot. And so remember them. Keep those in context, and then today you get to graduate on to some additional elements that can help. They foster better performance in work, enable you to show up as a parent, and in facilitating your arriving prime to perform in your training. So these are supplemental additions on the bedrock of a platform of health and performance. That's the way that you should meet the education today, and I think that's really important. 
With that, as promised, we start with morning. Okay, so what can we do as a part of our morning routine? Because I think habits are really important. What can we do to help facilitate energy throughout the rest of the day? Well, it turns out that what you do in the morning actually has a pretty big impact on the rest of your day, even down to how you might sleep that very same night. So as promised, I'm keeping it simple but actionable. Let's start with something really, really basic. We know that dehydration causes fatigue and hunger. So if you walk around like a dried sponge, you are going to get greater hunger urges. That means that means you might tend to not choose great foods or overeat on the portion size. And also it creates fatigue. Well, the whole premise of today's show is energy. And so we don't want to walk around dehydrated. When you go to bed at night, you are fasting by definition and you are not rehydrating. You are breathing heavily, even sometimes snoring. Not me, though, ladies and gentlemen. I don't snore. Never. But that when you are sleeping for that seven, eight hours that you might get, of course, you become dehydrated up to a liter of fluids that you might lose. So when you kick off the day, you want to offset and restore your hydration status. So a great habit to begin with is a large glass or a bottle of fluid. It's highly recommended. What do I do? Well, I tend to have about one liter of fluid right when I wake up. Now, I typically add a precision hydration 250 milligram tablet. Those are available via precision hydration. We've got a little coupon code for that, by the way. We'll pop that into the show notes. But those 250s just add a little bit of personality to your water, makes it more palatable, makes it enjoyable. The addition of a little bit of sodium helps it draw into the intercellular hydration. It's a good thing. Just dissolve one of them, pop them in, and you're off to the races. And so kicking off your day with hydration is a really, really good habit that's going to help you straight away energize the body. Now, if you enjoy caffeine, there's absolutely no issue at all with you adding some caffeine. And so there's no problem with you waking up and starting as I do with my very strong espresso or two or three of them, to be honest. But don't forget your fluids. I would add to this routine getting into light as quickly as possible. That's an an additional supplement to this. You hydrate and then you get into light, if possible, and then it's daylight. But if not, get the lights on in the house. This is gonna kickstart your circadian rhythm. And so it actually helps with your body clock and it enables your body to understand, hey, it's morning. And that's coming through the optic nerve that's directly tied into your brain. And so that kicks off your circadian rhythm and your body clock to understand it's morning so that then 12 to 14 hours later, your body's going to naturally start to wind down and start to prime itself for sleep. And you're starting to have a smoother runway and landing into your bedtime routine. So the two things when you first kick off, get hydrated, get light. Now, I'm going to also add move your body, but that's coming in the next component, which is morning training. Do you need to do anything more complicated than this? Do you need to jump into a cold shower or do a freezing cold plunge, pack myself full of supplements? In general, no. Action number one, get light, get hydrated. It's beneficial and useful. 
All right, let's now talk about morning training. Still in our morning hours, remembering that you don't need to be an athlete to actually train. All we're talking about when we say training is structured, non-random exercise. So I think everybody, all human beings should train because that just elicits a framework of structure and progression that ultimately is gonna break through plateaus, remove the risk of injury, make sure that you're always improving and that makes it more enjoyable. So when I talk about training, I'm not just talking about those folks that are getting ready for an Ironman, getting ready for a marathon. So morning training. If we are seeking as an outcome goal, stable energy, and then it is optimal, but not mandatory, okay, optimal to do your training in the morning. It just tends, from an organizational standpoint, it tends to make things a little bit easier to manage. Now, I should preface this by saying I've got plenty of really successful and highly energized athletes who don't train in the morning. But if it is possible, if you have organizational flexibility, then I would recommend that you get the exercise done in the morning. And that exercise is structured, so therefore it's training, okay? So that's a good movement. That's adding in the third pillar, as it were, or the third leg of the stool around getting hydrated and getting light, get the body moving. So that's a really good habit. But the tip that I want to talk about is what you do after your training. The big tip number two is post-workout fueling. In this case, it will tend to be a rather large breakfast. And that breakfast should be comprised mostly of two main macronutrients, protein and carbohydrate. Okay to have a little bit of fat in there, of course, but those are the two big pillars. The reason for this is protein. So components like eggs, of course there are protein powders, chickens and meats, other components like that. Protein kicks off muscle repair and adaptations. So in other words, it's going to help you get the benefit from the morning training that you're doing. But it also stabilizes your elevated cortisol levels that are associated with early morning and training sessions. So in other words, it gets to bring down those stress hormones and enables you to have greater focus and calm as you enter the workday. And that's a really good benefit from processing information, having clarity of thinking, decision-making, etc. So protein is really important in the morning. The other big macronutrient that we talk about is carbohydrates. Now, the carbohydrates that you consume, your oatmeals, your toasts, your tortillas, your bagels, etc., those carbohydrates restock your energy that you're utilizing in training, so therefore it's going to enable better consistency, but also they fuel your brain. The brain relies on carbohydrate for its energy, so therefore it tops up your energy stores. You've been fasting at sleep. You've gone out and done your training. Post-workout fueling is going to fuel your brain for your day at work. That's going to enhance your decision-making, your information processing, your focus, and more. And so my optimal approach that I just painted out, it really elicits gains across all of the spectrums. And so if I get the opportunity to say, this is how you do it, and it fits into your life, it will be get up early, hydrate, maybe a little snack before your training, but then train and refuel with a big breakfast. That's really important. 
What about the days that you don't exercise or train? You still want to consume that big breakfast. I'm a big believer in breakfast being the most important meal of the day, much uh, different than some of the performance experts out there. But that protein and that carbohydrate, the same benefit occurs. It's also going to give you control over your eating habits in the rest of the day. And so that's a really important component. So big tip number three for the day, we've done our morning routine. Now let's talk about from morning until your dinner time. And let's start with daily hydration as a key component. Just because you've done a good job of kicking off your day with a liter of fluid or so, so it doesn't mean that job is done. As mentioned, you sleep, you get dehydrated. Dehydration cues up hunger and drowsiness. And so we want to try and mitigate that as much as possible. And it's interesting because I think daily hydration is something that is really undervalued or at least not discussed very much when we talk about energy and performance. And the simple fact remains that the vast majority of folks that are incoming to work with Purple Patch tend to chronically underhydrate throughout the day. They are like dried sponges. And so I like to recommend as a baseline, a simple guide, that you should drink plenty of fluids throughout the day. I don't want you to try and turn yourself into a camel. That's not possible. But somewhere between two to three liters of fluid dispersed over the course of the day. Now, that's something that's going to help you energize. And of course, the consequence of it is that you're going to have to get up more often to go for a pee break. Oh, no, it's going to interrupt my work. Quite the opposite, actually. We know that we perform best with shorter bouts of very intense focus. So I would treat those pee breaks as an opportunity to circulate blood from walking around, taking a little bit of a break, stepping away from the challenge, re-energizing, and then go back to the project or the task at hand. Ultimately, that's going to lead to greater productivity and enhanced energy throughout the day. And so daily hydration, really, really important. All right, let's move on to lunchtime then, folks. I think there are three main things that you can do over lunchtime that's going to lead to the best productivity throughout the afternoon hours, where we tend to see productivity start to slide a little bit. These three are, number one, fuel the brain with your food choices at lunchtime. Number two, embrace a performance reset. And number three, move the body and energize before you settle back down for focus. So let's unpack each of those. Number one, lunch. A big dependency here is what you've done in the morning. So a big breakfast with plenty of carbohydrate as well as some protein if you take that action, it should avoid huge hunger signals that often kick up for athletes and folks when they come to lunchtime. And when you do get those huge hunger signals, that's when folks tend to start to reach out to overconsume what we might label white carbohydrates, the pizzas, the big sandwiches, etc. For most people, not everyone, but for most people, lunch isn't the best time to pack in pizzas or big sandwiches because it tends to result in drowsiness, a little bit of sleepiness in the afternoon. So instead, I recommend that assuming that you've had a good breakfast that in is inclusive of good protein and carbohydrate, I would build your lunchtime first around protein, lots of vegetables, and a ton of good oils. 
So this might be a poke bowl with a salad. It might be a large chicken salad. Choices that fit under that type of umbrella. This way you gain the nutrients, but you avoid the snooze. Now, parallel with this is what we label a performance reset. You could call this a nap, but this is, I promise you, a performance investment for you. What I recommend is every day, hopefully around the same time, you give yourself somewhere between seven and 15 minutes. And in that seven and 15 minutes, you don't have any screens. You lie down in a quiet place and you reset. Now, over the course of this very short duration, you might fall asleep. You might also just fall into a little bit more of a lucid or quiet space. But from this simple action on a daily basis, you achieve a spike, a spike in your growth hormone, a spike in energy that is going to lead to an amplification of cognitive alertness and function. It is the single best action to boost energy over every afternoon. In other words, just by investing 7 to 15 minutes, not long, you are going to elicit better productivity over the course of 2, 3, 4, 5 hours over the afternoon hours. Now, following this, we move into another 7 to 15 minutes. And that is the encouragement to move. Get up. Circulate the blood, whether it's jumping jacks, push-ups, a walk around the block, hopefully outside, close to the green trees, whatever it might be, but get the blood moving and energize. If you follow these lunchtime actions, I promise you it has a direct positive impact on your performance and your function. No gimmicks allowed. Now, the good news about that performance reset, the second of the three lunchtime components, is that by embracing that, many people think, oh, I can't take a nap because I want to sleep well at night. But what we've observed is that folks that actually take that time not only have greater productivity, they tend to have better night sleep at night. They're going into the evening hours less stressed, more calm, and settling into a runway of rejuvenation. All right, so now we move into the afternoon. What happens if you do get a little bit drowsy? You start to get that tired. You get that two, three o'clock slump. Oh, I need to sleep well at night, but I have to ultimately show up and perform. What do you do? Do you reach out for the coffee, the Coke, the Red Bull, have another nap? Absolutely not. There are three things that you can do to address the afternoon slumps. Number one, Get moving again, go for a little walk, do some jumping checks. Number two, hydrate. Perhaps you haven't done as good of a hydrate job on hydration as perhaps you typically would. And number three, the most important perhaps, is to try and raise your core temperature up. You see, that afternoon drowsiness might just be a simple pattern of a dropping core temperature. And that is dropping simply thanks to a natural cycle in your circadian rhythm. And so if you can offset that dropping core temperature by drinking hot liquid, something like mint tea or hot water with lemon, in other words, something that is non-caffeinated, it's going to increase your top core temperature and the result of that is a boost of energy, therefore leading to greater productivity for the rest of the workday and it doesn't and certainly won't compromise your evening sleep so you can recharge. That starts to elicit a virtuous circle of energy management. 
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, very simply, we get to hold hands and venture into the nighttime. Now, what we think about this when we think about daily energy management is setting yourself up for energy in the subsequent day. So as the body starts to unwind, there are some components that we can do around nighttime routine that's going to set you up for success over the course of the following day. The primary one is really simple and a great habit. Now, this can sometimes be logistically challenging. In fact, just last night, I had to not follow this. So don't punish yourself or beat yourself up emotionally if this isn't always the case. But in general, if you can structure it, try not to eat too close to bedtime. Let's use me as an example because I'm sitting here and I'm familiar, familiar with myself. I tend to be a really early riser. So therefore, I go to bed pretty early. In fact, many people, most of my mates, think it's distressingly and embarrassingly early. But I've started to shift that into a, a badge of honor for myself. So for me, I tend to eat dinner around 6 p.m. And then when possible, I try to get in bed by around 9 p.m. So that's given me three hours or more between my last major evening meal and ultimately going down. Now, the reason for this space is that by you actually consuming food really close to bedtime, it's proven by research that that can disrupt the quality of your sleep. So if I'm after really good quality sleep, I'm going to try and give myself a buffer between eating and going to bed at night. This doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to consume any calories. In fact, I'm quite fond of a little bit of a scoop of ice cream before bed. So relatively frequently, I might have a little pre-bed ice cream, but that's just a nightcap of sorts. Now, don't you judge me, but that's just what I like to do. So I'm not fasting in that time. I'm just ensuring I'm giving myself space before I actually go down to sleep. I also, in conjunction with that, try to stock up on my hydration again before I go to bedtime, typically about an hour before, and that's to try and boost your blood volume. So in other words, make sure that you're facilitating and setting yourself up for some dehydration that's going to occur over the course of the time that you're asleep. Maximizing my cellular health, supporting my immune system. Tend to drink my last glass of fluid about 60 minutes before bedtime so that I can get a nice pre-bedtime pee. And that means that I'm going to have less likelihood of being disrupted sleep patterns by waking up quite so often over the course of each night. Other components that you can do at night for your energy the next day, limit screens. So in other words, try 30 to 60 minutes before bed to try and reduce the blue light, settle down and perhaps even open a paperback. Yes, read a little bit of a book and then settle down. The last component that I can add, a little bit of bedtime routine. There's some real science around a calming routine prior to you actually setting down to bed. Now, this, similar to a performance reset, can be 5, 7, 10, 15, no more than 20 minutes, where you're just bringing yourself down. It can include deep breathing, a little bit of reflection, some calming routines, but Personally, it can be a potent impact on how well you sleep at night. And if you improve your quality of the hours that you're asleep, of course, you're going to wake up with greater energy and beyond. So this has some really strong science supporting it and is highly beneficial if you can build it into your evening routine. So all of these are very simple recommendations that have a really strong correlation to stabilizing your energy and amplifying your cognitive function. In other words, they're going to help you show up 
And guess what? None of them cost anything. You may note that I didn't mention meditation. And that's a really good addition. It has a strong correlation to stable energy and focus and increasing your adaptation energy, your ability to actually withstand and manage through external forces that are out of your control. So meditation is a high performance catalyst. The reason that I didn't mention it in today's show is simply that I think it's deserving of its own show in itself. And so I will just add around meditation is that many or most of the highest performing athletes that I've worked with and C-level executives, the vast majority of them include some form of daily meditation in their routine. And so take from that whatever you will. I hope that helps folks daily energy simplified. Remember a platform of health to, to begin, get your basics right, and then start to integrate some of these. And I think that you're going to start to have a little bit of control over those energy level. I hope it helps. Reach out. Let us know how we can help at any time. Info at purplepatchfitness.com. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for joining. And thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe. Also, share it with your friends. And it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy. Have fun. Keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.